evoking magic of the everyday wonderment of life and death, one bitch at a time. Step inside, bewitch seance, episode, love as the ally. Luca la Bruja, coming to y'all from España. Tucked away in what looks like the backdrop from the Truman Show, if you're familiar with that movie. I believe this one started on the full moon, which was August 2nd. Doesn't surprise me that uh, it has woven itself until now, the new moon, August 20th, 2020, to be released on Spiral and Sunday, October 4th, which would be going into waning gibbous. I wanted to start off by saying thank you to all of the messages in that time frame. It seems that all of these uh, episodes literally write themselves. All I have to do is observe. But yeah, it is hmm. magic. And I wanted to say thank you to... There were a lot of animals, and the dreams have been really potent since I've arrived. Which, surprise, not surprise. And it started with the recording on the full moon, as I said, uh, which was in this beautiful place where, if you're familiar with the Hundred Acre Wood, Winnie the Pooh and all of his homies come from. Yeah, the Hundred Acre Wood in England. That place is so magical. So that is where it started. And a weasel came by. Huh. So shout out to the weasel that started it. And the frog that tied it up real nicely as we started today and everything in between the crocodile the hornet the cow all of these will have the translations for you to look into if you're interested yeah oh the reminders the reminders of ah yes one, two, three, four. I love numbers and patterns and and things. Oh my. This little spot is so green. 
also just quickly the and this will be again for another time and another place uh briefly with the animals it's like there's a gazillion animals at all times from you know the ginormous ones to the micro jeremy's in our world so how do you pick the ones that quote-unquote you listen to for me it's become about um they coincide with uh usually when I'm deep in thought uh about something very specific in my life I tend to spend most of my day in silence and there will be an image of fill-in-the-blank animal um whether it's in a physical space or in a dream space and uh that is how I tend to decipher the message uh, of where I am on my own path. That's just a little, a little bit of that, old dove. But the main dish will be for another time, another place. Do 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 do. I don't want to eat your face. (laughs) So. I wanted to. Move on to the tarot. I don't know if you heard Garbissa in the background. Horse. Yes, of course. (laughs) How could I forget the horse? Sorry, shout out to Cabeza and Goku and all of the horses here. Definitely Yalop are in with the list of the others. The hornet and the frog and the weasel crocodile and cow dun dun. So, for today's episode, mm, we've been reminded of Apologize for burps. Score me. Take points away for apologies. What are you being reminded of? Is that correct? The seven of chalices. Yeah, chalices seven. The pillar of Ra. Okay, I feel like the frogs and the horses want, but then I have to tell everybody the messages of all of the animals. That is such a, that's an episode, an 
I should make that the next episode. Messages. All right. But focus, little frog. You will have your time. Seven of chalices, the pillar of rock, concreteness, farsightedness, <laughs> lasting union, which is very, very in tie with the frog and um, its message and very well. And I hear cabeza just like, <laughs> so, okay. Let's see, are we closer to the horse, are we closer to the frog? I think the horse first, nope, tis the frog. If frog shows up, it means, if you hear a frog during the daytime, it will rain very soon. Do a physical cleanse to detoxify your body. Do an emotional cleanse by letting yourself really feel your emotions and cry as much as you need to in order to clear and release any emotional toxicity. Singing or chanting out loud will help you feel more balanced, at peace, and connected to the divine. You're entering into time of plenty and abundance. This is a start of a slow and steady transformational process for you, a movement from an old life to a new. Gracias, Rana. Y el caballo. If horse shows up, it means you're about to embark on an unexpected adventure and will have to move very quickly once it's initiated. It's time to free yourself from those physically and emotionally constricting aspects of your life. You need to call upon reserves of stamina and strength to get through this ordeal. You're much more powerful than you think you are. This situation requires strong warrior energy, balanced with sensitivity, patience, and compassion. Teamwork with your family, friends, or community is important right now. And this also pertains, this is if White Horse shows up. You're very well protected from any negative or harsh physic psychic attacks. You're being called to investigate other spiritual realms and dimensions through meditation, a vision quest, or shamanic journey. Horse and frog tied in with the seven of chalices for all of us, Lysanian, the pillar of Ra. Ra, 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 Shish Kebab. From what I remember, Ra was, is, uh, the sun god, correct? Maybe, don't quote me on that shit. I will check it. Back to the future beginnings. As I had suspected, this episode was definitely not done weaving itself. 
And here we find ourselves on August 21st at 11.12 in the morning. I was going to do 11.11 because I loved the four ones. But then, you know, now it's the 21st. Let's keep it with the ones and the twos and the threes to add from all of the things. And I decided I really loved how the Seven of Chalices opened yesterday. And I wanted to shuffle one more card for the continuation of what seems to be a very long morning. So to add to the Seven of Chalices, which, thank you, you should be out here. As I was shuffling, it kind of just popped out like, hey, hi, I'm still part of the altar, like, duh. So maybe keep. May we keep judgment. Close to our hearts. With an open mind. Ave, ave. I believe that is 20. Which is yesterday's. Today's date combined, you know, the things, judgment, renewal, a moment in which everything will change and which everything will no longer be important. Examination of one's conscious, the crucial moment, the arrival point, change in priorities, the consequences of one's actions. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I believe that's Anubis. And just FYI, for the Pillars of Ra, it, yeah, cited my sources, and that was the sun god indeed, which I find interesting because suns seem to be a pattern when recording for Spiral and Sundays. I find that really interesting. And then we have Anubis, who I remember to be one of the gods of the underworld walking hand in hand with some bitch that looks hella happy like she just won the hunger games or some shit and there's a ton of hieroglyphs um yeah i will lay it down as i picked it up and there will be an image of both of them and how yeah they interweave 
narrative of love. adding dog to the list of messages I believe that will now be episode not the next one but after that I think but alas we shall see I like the Save the Messages episode because I think, yeah, before we continue carrying on with all of the ways in which magic can manifest, I really like the idea of exploring love as the intention and what the fuck does that even mean? Um, because I think most of us grow up with the notion uh, that love is an emotion versus something that exists outside of ourselves. Uh, a frequency, an energy. Uh, yeah, the energy of love what is that? And, you know, I tend to dive into the deep end and make my way to the shallow. So I would want to continue stringing along the witch, the burning phoenix cycle, rainbow spectrum in order to jump into love as the ally. In the same way that you know, Frodo has an ally, and Samwise is his ally, you know, his, his buddy, they walk hand in hand, so what does it look like if Sam was replaced by love, what would the physical manifestation of something look like, and exploring the shadow, it's that turning point of Star Wars, you know, where you you are going to learn both. You have to learn both sides of the coin. Uh, and then you have to choose, and that is the test. Where does the power lie? How does one... What facet? of your magic do you polish? And I say polish versus use because yeah, I, I think there's the distinction of good and bad, very black and white. And Polishing allows you to explore different facets at different points in time and in life. 
and I really do believe that it isn't about whether you're exploring the light or the shadow, it's in which intention you go into the light and the shadow, which brings along the idea of love literally being an ally. And that looks like a support system in the same way that Samwise was for Frodo. Uh, And I suppose you can also extend it out to remembering that allies are anybody in which we set our intention so Frodo meets sort of all of these people that become his ally that are filled with love and I don't know if that counted as one or two the frog thinks just one so there was variety there just keep that in mind a burp is not just based on the loudness it's also like the creativity behind it okay so the best example that I can think of is again the Wicked Witch of the West from Wizard of Oz and then Gregory Maguire's Elphaba from Wicked same character, different facets of a story. And I think Don Juan explores the idea of magic from definitely from a space of love, and he also explores the the darkness when it comes from not love and not love I think looks like the sensation of anger hate Um, and not anger like yeah I don't want to classify I'm just gonna say hate Uh, I'm gonna use like a polar opposite of what love feels like to me in my body Um, and hate would be the opposite for me. Um, so that sensation, I think, creates the archetypes that we get. We have the Wicked Witch of the West, um, that we can say her intention started with hate for whatever fucking reason. Like, we all have our story, you know, we all have our, however she carried it, that was created. And then Alphaba that is going through this transformation as a woman um, in this fucking weird-ass place called Oz. Um, And she moves through love, um, and you see the layers of of her humanness, uh, of her magic, and of her blatant uh difference you know like bitch is green ain't nobody gonna pretend like 
that's not a thing. So I love this character's uh, different stories. Um, again, same character, different storylines, because it reminds me of the magical irony of burning something over and over throughout time, uh, whether it's in history, whether it's in literature. We began in a physical form, you know, putting somebody on the stake, throwing them into the river, etc., as we've talked about before. And then it goes to the process of somebody telling you it doesn't exist um, and that meaning it doesn't exist it being magic the, the way in which you see the world as it is for you um, and your experience so we also see the archetype burn throughout literature and uh, pop culture cinema all the things where we have MGM's version of uh, The Wicked Witch of the West, which is an incredible archetype and costume. She, man, yeah, I was five, and I knew five or four, but I knew I want, you know, that was like my, obviously, who do you want to be for Halloween? Um, My hero, paint me green, bitch. And then, like, putting the nose on and just the, black pointy hat and the robe Ugh, she is fucking wicked I love it and still loving her through this process of now she's born as a human and you see the layers of her and she transforms into still this green bitch but like ah uh, she's a contemporary bitch you know she comes into the space owning her green owning her weird owning her space in spite of the consequences that becomes an empowering image the witch in the woods and I love the idea of taking that power that the Wicked Witch has and transforming it, not through Galinda, not through a different character, but through a different set of eyes. And when you kind of take the idea of dark doesn't mean bad and light doesn't mean good, because too much of anything is overwhelming um, and can have consequences. So it's important to remember that love moves things in a way that we're still trying to mm, quantify, but observation you know if you spend enough time in nature and just observing nature in silence and see the flow of everything on its own it's doing that all the time it doesn't need you there regardless of whether you're there or not there is a movement that happens and then you see that there is no evil in nature 
there's no, um, yeah, hold on, we have a call. over to say hello with his cute little green face. I think I can say the idea of a duality for another episode. Um, because this can definitely spiral into a whole other topic. Uh, it's really hard to stay on track when everything is connected. Uh, but I wanted to set that up to be able to make the distinction of the way that you see magic manifest. Um, and... In Carlos Castaneda's books, his series, and his time with Don Juan, he goes through the process of seeing magic with the intention of love and with the intention of hate. And then you see another incredible bitch that lives in the woods out in the taiga who works from a space of love in a way that I recognized as a child. And there is this resonance that is felt throughout, through her words, through the words of Vladimir, but also through the words of Anastasia. They come through and that fascinates me whatever that is whatever resonates with people in the way that it does there are things that fall away and then there are things that move like water throughout time throughout space and I do believe that one of those elements is love Mm. Oh. Water is so. Mm-mm. You know when it's hot and because this climate is very dry. Um, I know I said earlier that the backdrop looked like the Truman Show. I should have specified. I meant it looks like a fucking movie set. Um, the Truman Show because it was a movie set. And it looks like a movie set with these ginormous mountains and just like clouds that are keeping the sun away. It's a mucky day. I reckon it's going to rain. And yeah, there's just this like bizarre, mucky hotness in the air. But it's so perfect because you don't even need a sweater. You don't even need a fucking whatever, little cardigan or shawl. Nothing. Uh, yeah, and it's by the this little pond with rain and 
flowers, everything else around is kind of dead and dry because it's so hot right now. But there's berries growing on the side, blackberries, and I found two really nice feathers that have joined the altar. So, yeah, here we are talking about love and what does it look like through our experiences and through the experiences and ideas of someone else as well. So there's this part in Anastasia, there's 10 books and this is the third book called The Dimension of Love. The entire series is Anastasia, the Ringing Cedars of Russia. Book series by Vladimir Megur. I didn't have a stroke, just FYI. M-E-G-R-E. He's a Russian dude. Uh, so this is from the third part of um, the series. And the chapter is Forces of Light. So if you're interested... In learning, reading more about what I'm talking about when it comes to intention, coming from a space of love or coming from a space of hate and seeing those two as personifications of this resonance. Uh, yeah, look into that if you'd like to. And um, this part in the book bundled up the idea of seeing love outside of yourself, outside of a sensation or emotion and dropping you in where there's word of Anastasia because the first two books have come out, blah, blah, blah. And just like if you're familiar with the movie uh, Man of Steel, once people find out there's things, the military gets involved and it gets dramatic and shit, you know. So same shit. And this dude, for me, has like a Go America accent, okay? Can you communicate with it? Yeah, sometimes I think I'm speaking with it specifically. Does some energy exist in the universe that is unknown on Earth? The universe's greatest energy is on Earth. It needs only to be understood. Anastasia. Alright. Can you characterize this energy at least approximately? Does it resemble a nuclear reaction? Vacuum phenomena? The most powerful energy in the universe is that of pure love. I'm talking about visible, tangible energy capable of affecting technical progress, of warming, of illuminating, and if you like, of exploding. And I'm talking about the same thing. All the man-made power installations put together cannot light the earth for long. The energy of love can. You're still speaking rather allegorically in some other indirect sense. I am speaking in the direct sense, your sense. 
But love is an emotion, invisible. It cannot be used or seen. It is energy. It is reflected and it can be seen. Where is it reflected? When can it be seen? The sun, stars, and all the visible planets are merely reflectors of this energy. The light of the sun, which gives life to everything on earth, is created by human love. In the entire universe, only in the soul is the human energy of love reconstituted. It flies up high, getting filtered and reflected, and for the universal planets, sheds its beneficial light on earth. What the fuck? And it goes on. That is the bit that I want to dig into because it does tie in with Don Juan's narrative of following a path with heart. And that is a part of learning the magic. They come, they walk together, you know, like Phoebe talks about in Friends when the little crabs walk together or their claws. Is it her lobster? Ah, lobsters. The lobsters walk claw in claw. 1222 on the 22nd. Ah, we're still in Waxing Crescent. <laughs> this cycle has been pinche loco. I love it. And yeah, there's a strong polar opposite of hate that I also feel for it. Which is why I think I picked that word to oppose love yesterday, today, two days ago. Who knows? As I've said, all of these episodes began on a full moon and here we are with all of the twos continuing I think since this feels very uh, similar to how it did yesterday in terms of starting it almost feels like a new chapter of the same day <sighs> so I definitely want to start with the third tarot because why not I reckon today we will complete the idea of what love as an ally looks like hear the excitement of the bird. I'm going to pull it right now. Give it a sec. Maybe keep song and the seven of wands with a bird. Clearly wants to be all up in the mix. There you go, sir. 
doing the other seven. The other seven and the twenty. Alright. Let's... I don't even know what in the world. Okay, the seven of wands. For today. Maybe, maybe because... Two of hearts. Let's join more of it. Yes. The Vulture of Necbet. Dependence, awe, allegiance. So, that has continued to grow. And, yeah. Well, thank you. As we continue the idea of love. So, we'll save the duality, love-hate, angels and demons, uh, becoming and getting to know, getting to know, becoming acquainted with your angels and demons for the next part, the next episode, and then after that we'll do messages because I do feel that this time, this cycle has uh, created a really nice narrative on how to talk about messages. So moving towards the love that Anastasia talks about and the path of heart that Don Juan mentions and how magic moves through this um, and we're choosing love and hate to put into the spectrum of little me that starts with light, later me that goes into rainbow spectrum, and then bruja me, which goes into shadow. So I noticed how... When I was a kid, there was an understanding of what the triad of creation was, which we broke down into philosophy, magic, and laughter. <laughs> That's laughter and love combined. There is this triad that is embodied in children. You can see it, the way that they are constantly curious, asking questions, breaking down concepts. The philosophy of life followed along with the magic that which they are constantly surrendering to what is present to them in that moment that and the love and the laughter laughter of life laughing and loving through this process um, it is the sparkle that you see um, and the lack of <laughs> sparkle in the magician's eyes in aka the adults but I'm using magicians in, instead of adults now because I really like the verb adulting um, yeah I think if you become an adult it's it's I don't know like kind of the zombies got your brain, you know? I would put it on the same platform.
what does it look like to be a big kid? Because anybody who thinks they're actually an adult is um, probably taking themselves way too seriously. I would really enjoy spending time with somebody like that, actually. Mm-hmm. Be careful what you wish for. Messages. Messages. Okay. Later, Jeremy, later. So, there's this familiarity of play, play, of playing with love, and I think one of the reasons things moved into the rainbow spectrum is because, well, that is part of the human condition. What does it look like when that changed from the triad of creation to this triad of <laughs> creative experimentation? And I feel that this was a point where love and laughter kind of split there there was still that (laughs) part of the philosophy and the magic but it became about playing with fire you know sometimes and a lot of the times not sometimes a lot of the times when one plays with fire you have to learn how to manage it otherwise you'll get burned so what is the balance of warming or burning oneself as we go through the spectrum of life in ourselves and it was later through the shadow through the bruja me that this changed there was a metamorphosis that began to happen where the philosophy the magic and the laughter went into a deeper <laughs> synonym, if you will. You know, it just the word transformed, the triad transformed into the exploration of self through nature. So, through meditation, nature, and the love and the laughter, which is. And all of these things, the way they continue, it's the same thread through different costumes. And it's very fucking hard to see, obviously, all of the magic, the fucking curiosity of shit, the laughter when pain happens. Um, And we tend to categorize pain with with shadow. and we forget that the pain is so necessary to also see the light. That doesn't mean, like, become a masochist. Again, like, different episode, different time. But the whole point is that through the shadow, you need to make a choice of continuing with hate or with love for yourself at the end of the day, you know, if, uh, you can remember that we come in and we leave alone, regardless of how we come about and all of the things that needed to happen in order for you to even be here, uh, the miracle of that weirdness still gets weirder when you realize that you come in and out of this experience on your own. And to be able to embrace 
the impermanence of this existence as is because it exists in death, it exists through inner work, it exists in nature, it exists in relationships, etc. Blah blah blah, all the things, todas las cosas. What happens when you sit in your shadow and you can feel the hate? Because we've all been in the fucking place where you're in the shadow and you feel the fucking demons in the room with you. And it is dark and it is cold and there ain't no cookie and milk for bed time. That sucks, huh? You know, you know when you get to that point where you're like, I just want... I just want some milk and cookies. Nobody ain't bringing you fucking milk and cookies. Except for el pinche diablo. That kind of space. It's incredible to remember that you can take that and turn it around. The Bogart in the closet. It, essentially. What and how do we sit through the pain with love in order to transform in order for love to come back as your ally and that's through your own love that's through your own self-preservation i think it'll make a lot more sense when we get into the next episode uh that definitely comes hand in hand with this one as we explore what it looks like when you sit in the shadow and you get to know your angels and demons what the fuck is that for me briefly and I explore this a lot deeper through my own narrative in ghetto the garden I'm aiming for that to be out Dia de los Muertos. I think that's what's happening now since I just said it out loud. So there's that um, where there is the talk of how plant medicine, death, and meditation were my metamorphosis. And <laughs> that ah, bomb of realizing that as we transform, our metamorphosis always happens in shadow. And as I said, that darkness, literal shadow of lack of light, happened with plant medicine. It happens through death and in meditation. And that, if that's not fucking interesting, come on, come on. You're telling me, yeah, the screen is more fascinating than the idea of how do we expand and transform in the darkness? How do we sit through our suffering, through the pain, with love, remembering that bitch, she's going to get up at some point with you and help you find the fucking door, window, door seller, pinche hoyito para el ratón, somewhere, you're going to get out, and then there's the light, and you're like, oh shit, what the fuck, 
And then you look, and then love is helping you out. And then you're playing again, and you're just like this big kid figuring out how the fuck to use this magic because all the weird adults that you grew up with and other magicians didn't teach you how. So now you learn, and now we learn together, and we move through the process of remembering that regardless of how the magic turns out, because we all have different fucking flavors, sassones, you know, flavor the Kool-Aid, I don't know if you're familiar with that term, but we all have various, and it's the, mm, the taste is so different and that's the beauty of why we're here all together so moving along with how the fuck do we even sit with love as an ally how do we begin to forgive these things and there was meditation and death and plant medicine, which really allowed me to go into very dark places and still somehow fucking follow through with love. That's the part that I'm like, pero no entiendo. I am so, I don't fucking, I don't get it. Mm, what is that? There's a very clear outcome when I have followed through with hate porque es mi pinche pedo and I don't want to deal with it. And then when I follow through with love, like very, huh, both very bizarre, both very weird, neither good or bad, just the flutter of the bird's wings. I'm excited to continue exploring this one. Hmm. Definitely waterfall time. Gracias a todas las cosas. The space, the energy, the triads, the reminders. That even though it's so fucking pinche difícil amar to love to stay in love how important it is and definitely the ripples man I haven't seen anything else yet and it's possible because anything is that exists like that fucking Harry Potter's mom Lily esa pinche bruja she knew she was up what was up Giving him a tattoo, you know, when he's a baby and shit. She was such a Mexican. Only only Mexican moms would, you know, pierce pierce their baby's ears 
as soon as they're born, um, but they're not okay with tattoos. I never got that. Just, I don't understand it. Mother, you are still wrong. Sorry, that makes no sense. Um, I love tattoos. So, love exploring it. I'm just really happy to be exploring the idea of what that means. And, um, yeah. Seeing what that continues to create. And this water and the animals and the wind and all of it has been so fucking magical. <gasps> and bookmark. Ya se me dolió la pata. At the bottom of that episode, under web of spells, you will find all the puzzle pieces, breadcrumbs for this seance. Spiral further into your weird for our magic moon days. Part two of love as an ally as we welcome other witches and wizards asking them the question, when did you ask love to walk beside you? Till that non-existent point in time when we meet again in whatever form. <laughs> Stay fucking weird, bitches.